welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. That's Lisa, and this week we binged watch season one of Peaky Blinders. Which I kept calling it Peaky Binders. That's fine. It doesn't make any sense anyways. <laughs> it really doesn't. Like, why do they call them Peaky Blinders? I know the answer to that, and I will tell you. Okay, good. Thank of you. Of course I know the answer Of to course. That. Reddit. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love this show so much, and I'm so happy that I have a situation now where I can force you to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's semi-Irish, so, you know, it's for St. Patrick's Day. Is Oh my God, you're right. This is going to come out the week of St. Patrick's Day. I yep. didn't even plan that. Yeah. Did yeah. you plan that? No, but remember we were going to do another show and then we're like, can we switch them around? I'm like, yeah, that'll work better because it'll be right before St. Patrick's Day. So let's talk about that real quick before we jump into the show. Next week, we are going to have a special guest on our episode. So excited. We're going to be doing Unsolved, Biggie and Tupac. Yes. And I am pulling in what I consider to be an expert on the what do you call it? He's he's an he's an expert on the um, the era, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if he was really into the music, yeah, and stuff. Um, I'm I'm pulling in an expert on it, um, <laughs> which is not us. <laughs> no, which is not us. Uh, is he's a very dear friend of mine, and I think that he's going to be able to give us a lot of really cool insight that we um, would not be able to bring to you guys. Nope. Uh, but speaking of that, let's go ahead and do the required stuff. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Follow us on Instagram. Follow know. us on Instagram at binge watch with us, all one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us. Rate us. Please give us a rating, you guys. Also, leave us a review if you want. If you just want to do the rating, that's fine, too. But reviews help. Uh, if you yes. leave us a review, we will read it back to you so we can share it with all of our adoring fans. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! All millions of them. Yeah, right. Um, email <laughs> us at bingewatchwithus at gmail.com. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you would like us to watch. Let us know what your feelings are on what we've already covered. If you're just getting to House on Haunted Hill, is that the name of that show? Sure. We're going to go yeah. with it is. I have, a, I have a friend of mine who just watched House on Haunted Hill, and she was like, Pickles, <laughs> did you know about this show? I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> of course. Uh, Episode like, 8. Go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That's right. That's right before the stupid uh, adventures of Sabrina. Yes, Ugh. it was. It was right before Adventures of Sabrina. God. That horrid show. <laughs> that terrible show. So if you just watched one of those shows, email us. Let us know what you thought of those shows. Yeah. We'd like yeah. to hear. Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't have any Netflix news this week. Mm -mm. All no. anybody's talking about is how Disney's coming out with its own stream streaming service sometime in the future. So I've heard about this. What do you think <laughs> about that? Um, I think I think if you're a parent... Or if you like the Disney movies, I think it's going to be a great thing because my understanding is they're opening up the vaults is what Disney calls where all their movies and mm -hmm. cartoons and everything are. So they're opening up the vault and you can watch anything Disney um, yeah. that Disney's put out, which I'm excited. It depends on the price as to whether or not I'll get it because I do love a good Disney movie. Sure, sure. Who doesn't love an orphan? I mean... <laughs> He doesn't like the mom getting killed. Yeah. It's just another service. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Gosh. I'm almost spending as much on cable. 
I know, remember, remember when cutting the cord, like, saved you $120 a month? Yeah. And, yeah. and now I'm like, Lisa, what's your Hulu password? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford HBO right now. Game of Thrones is getting ready to come back on. But see, when you watch it on the app, I don't think you get to watch it the day it comes out. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Now, it does come on. It does come on starting at midnight the next day, but. I guess I could just, like, go to work and actually work instead of getting on the internet so that I don't spoil myself. Yeah, it's really hard. I remember last season because I had to do that a few times. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) It's so hard to watch Game of Thrones at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night when our bedtimes are 8.30. I mean, also, you know, it was okay when it was an hour. But now yeah. it's been like an hour and a half and two hours and you're all revved up and then it's midnight or after before you go to bed and you're thinking of dragons and <sighs> Jon Snow and, you know, whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Game of Thrones. I mean, it's going to be like midnight before the show's even over. And then I have to obsess about the dragons and Jon Snow and, you know. Then I'm getting texts from you, and I'm like, Lisa, leave me alone. <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to go to bed. I'm like, because you're like, no! who's, who's this character? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about Peaky Blinders. Is that the show we're doing this week? That's the show we're Game doing this week. No, I mean, <laughs> close. Accents and all. <laughs> uh, a beautiful Englishman. Look. I just wanted an excuse to look at Cillian Murphy for six hours. <laughs> That's really all this was. He's I just wanted very to look- pretty. Oh, he's gorgeous. After I finished watching, I think on Friday, I started watching Archer, and his face reminds me of Archer's face. Mm-hmm. It's very, very high cheekbones, bright yes. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. Oh my God, it's Archer. Maybe that's why we like it so much. It could be, yeah. Yeah. I know that he's probably strange looking. I know that maybe he's not everybody's cup of tea. I also know that I do have a fascination with strange looking men. (laughs) I know that. Yeah, no secret. Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yeah. I know he's a weird looking guy, but I was obsessed with him before he was on Walking Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him in, I don't know, some... Boondock some, Saints, I thought. Boondock Saints, definitely. But even before that, I saw him in a movie called, I think it was called Gossip. Maybe. Do you remember the chick that was in A Knight's Tale? Yes. Okay, she's in a movie with him. I think oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's her. I don't know. Hey, guys, <laughs> um, I've had a glass of wine already. <laughs> you have. So, yeah, I might be making that up. But I think she's in a movie with him, and I think it's called Gossip. And I remember the first time I saw him in that, and I was like, this guy is so weird looking, and I love it. Yeah. And well, I think yeah. I think Cillian Murphy is the same. He's very weird looking, and I love it. Well, I always liked um, his character in Walking Dead when I was still watching it, because he was, like, such a redneck asshole kind of guy, but then he was so super soft, that, mm-hmm. and he would cry, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. every time he teared up. So. That's all we want. We just want like a tough redneck guy who cries every now and again. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, apparently that, because that's what we ended up with, both of us. I know. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Complete. Do you like how I automatically yes and you on that? And then I was yeah. like, wait, no. no. <laughs> it's not true at all. Because she's drunk, that's why. Yeah. Oh, you know what else he was in? Blade. Did you watch Blade? I know you love the Blade movie. Cillian Murphy was in Blade? No. 
Yes, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl was in Blade. Yes, I do love the Blade movies. All of them, even the bad ones. Especially the one with Pat Oswalt. Did you know he's in the I third watched, Blade movie? Okay, so before we get into it, uh-huh. um, I was watching Reno 911, the movie, because it's on HBO, and I love Reno 911 more Me than too. anything. Me too. Pat Oswalt's in it. Uh huh. Yeah, he shows I up every now and again. No, I, I, yeah. Girl, I watched it yesterday. I was the happiest of happies I've ever been. We should start a Pat and Oswalt fan club. We should start a Reno 911 fan club. Yeah. I yeah. love that show. So God many damn. good. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Peaky Blinders. Pat and Oswalt. Um, let's... What if Pat and Oswalt was in an episode of Peaky Blinders? I mean, who would he play? Like the barber? Sure. Mailman. Great haircuts in this show. <gasps> Real that yeah, I'm impressed. I like the haircuts for the early 1900s. I think it was. I think it's earlier than that. I think it might be 1910, maybe. Hold on. No, according to IMDb, it's 1919. Oh wow, okay, okay. Because it's after War World War One. Look, you don't know. I don't know what year World War One ended. You know that. You know I don't know that. I don't know exactly, but I know it was the early 1900s. So. <laughs> but um, for that time to have that kind of a, I would call like a sophisticated haircut. I'm really impressed because I mm-hmm. just assumed it's either. To your ass long, like for women and guys, it's just straight shaved and that's it. There is like no in between mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because they probably used razors. So for them to have that kind of short in the back and a little bit long on the top, I was very impressed. Yeah, that takes some skill. Yeah, it really does. I want to see them at the barber, actually. Pat Oswalt, he plays the barber. <laughs> Season four. <laughs> So episode one, we're introduced to all the major players in yeah. Tommy's life. And Tommy is our main character, played by Cillian Murphy. And he's beautiful. <laughs> we haven't mentioned that enough yet. No. He's also in Blade. Yes. <laughs> Tommy is a bookie and a gangster. An Irish gangster. An Irish gangster. So they are from Ireland. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, they keep talking about it a- well, you know, I say that with all the certainty, but they, they do talk about a lot, and there are a lot of Irish accents, and they are helping the IRA. Yes. So, so one of the reasons that I wanted you to watch this show so badly is that you have more than a common knowledge of a Southern American, of English and Irish life. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair to say, yes? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the got... taxi cab driver uh, taking us back to the airport <laughs> last year said, "I'm I'm a local because I've been there like five times." There you go. That's I was like, I was "Okay, saying. yeah." Fine. So I really wanted to get your perspective on a show that happens in this particular period mm-hmm. in this particular place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I ask you? Did you like it? Yeah, I think you did like a thousand times. Sorry. And um, and text messages because you were like. I feel like you haven't liked a lot of the last couple of shows we did. And I was like, no, no, I love Behind the Curve more than anything. (laughs) So I was like, no, I actually liked it because I tried watching this, I think, twice before. And I never got past like halfway through the episode. Uh But uh for some reason this time, as soon as I put it on, I was like, this is great. And I just watched it and... 
I feel like it's been a while since we've watched a show, so since we've covered a show that we both really obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. I don't Do know if you, I'm obsessed yet. I probably will starting season two. Okay, so that was the other question I was going to ask you. Do you think that you'll finish out the rest of the show? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I want to see what happens next. So just to give you a little sneak peek of what's going to happen in, in the in the following seasons, Tom Hardy plays a character, and he is amazing. I love Tom Hardy. I, he's another one that I think is absolutely gorgeous. But I think Tom Hardy does his best work when he's playing this particular period or maybe even a little earlier, like maybe like late 1800s. Okay. The character that he plays, um, I think he shows up in season two, is a Jewish character who, uh, you know, air quotes, runs a bakery. But sure. really, he, he uses all the rye and barley and stuff to uh, make Prohibition-era alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's wonderful. So I'm, I'm excited for you to get to season two even. And maybe if you love that one, maybe we'll even do an episode on that. Oh, my God. But it won't be St. Patrick's Day. No, it won't. Maybe we'll have to wait for St. Patrick's Day next year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, mm-hmm. anyway, in season one, we're introduced to Tom, Tommy. Um, he is a member of the Peaky Blinders. So, here is the explanation for the Peaky Blinders name. Are you ready? Uh-huh. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, the hats that they wear that have razor blades sewn into... You're shaking your head. What? I, I love those damn hats. Those I hats are so hats. cool. I was like, when he took it off, I was like, why is there razors in this hat? I knew it had to be some sort of gangster thing. But when he took it off, he's like, slash. I was like, oh, my God. It's so handy. Yes. The hats that they wore were called peakies. Oh, Because okay. they had the little the- button at the top. Yep. It yep. was a working class hat. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of like calling somebody like a peaky. Yeah. Was sort of like calling somebody like a redneck. Like if you wore a trucker hat. Oh, okay. You would okay. call them a redneck. So call mm-hmm. in a working class person. You call them a peaky because they wore that hat. <sighs> and then blinders, I always thought it was because they would take the hats that they had sewn the razors into. Mm-hmm. And they would slice you across the face. And in some instances, they would cut open your eyes. Well, yeah. I thought that's where the blinders came from. Turns out, no. So <laughs> back in the day, somebody who would have gotten into a lot of fights, mm-hmm. you know, you would kind of call them a slugger. Okay. Oh, you yeah. Would, okay. You would also call them a blinder. Ah. Uh. So having a, being a peaky blinder meant that you were a working class guy who mm-hmm. wore this hat who got into a lot of fights. It's funny because that's kind of the typical Irish hat. Uh-huh. Um, my dad got one in Ireland. And Aww. when we went, I, no, I don't know if it was the first or second trick, but he got one because he loves it. And my dad loves to wear hats. So he was very excited and he still has it and he loves it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's very, to me, it reminds me of like country uh, Irish folks, probably English too, um, I'm yeah. assuming, because this yeah. is supposed to be in England. So yeah, I think it's um, very north of London. I'm assuming that it's probably somewhere like mid between. Um, where the IRA is kind of taking hold and then London is what I'm assuming. Um, I don't know because I didn't look at a map. I, I want to say it's on the coast, but I, I, I'm pulling it up right now because I'm not a hundred percent sure. That would make sense with all the shipping that's done mm-hmm. throughout there. <laughs> I, I'm going to blow your mind here. Okay. Don't so tell me that the... it's south of London. No. Okay. Um, so there's the, there's the British Isles. So there's like scotland 
England, and then there's Wales. And Wales is actually between England and Ireland. Okay. So this is kind of a smidge inside of England. Okay, okay. So it's not really on the coast, but they did, I do think, I feel like they had ships and stuff. They there was a lot of shipping in and out Which, of of Birmingham. Of yeah. course, they could have a river. So yeah, know. yeah. I it's think there was like, this, it has to be yeah. ocean. <laughs> I think there's like a, a very um, established canal system. Is yeah, what I'm yeah. is what I'm thinking. Yeah, they got to be because they got to get it in country. So Peaky Blinders were a real gang during oh, this period. I did not know that. Yeah, they were a real gang. I don't think that they were like a huge gang. I don't think that they were as predominant as the show leads you to believe. And also all the characters in the show are made up. So even though the gang is based on real people, the characters okay. are not. Okay. Tommy has an aunt and her name is Aunt Paul. I love her so much. She's my Aunt favorite. Aunt Paul is the matriarch that I can only hope to dream to be someday. Oh my God. She, I love her so much. She's got the best smudged eyeliner. When, <laughs> during, towards the end of the season one, when she's getting into it with person, I forgot her name, Mary? Grace. Grace. Yeah. Sounds like Mary. I, and she pulls out. The, I, I want to call it a hairpin. Uh-huh. Sister, she pulled that thing out. It was long enough to knit with. Yes. And I was like, oh shit. Back then their hats were so big that they yeah. needed these like massive like one foot long needles. Yeah. To stick mm-hmm. through the hat, through their teased hair and then come out on the other side. And they yeah. really did use it as a form of protection because why not? You're carrying a needle on your head. Um, I'm telling you, when I saw her pull that thing out, because I've never seen people wear it in their hair. I've only seen it used with hats. So I was mm-hmm. like... When she pulled that thing out, and I was like, ooh, honey, somebody's getting cut. (laughs) Not messing around. She's stabbing you in the eyeball. Tommy has an older brother named Arthur. Can we go back to talk about Paul first? Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so the reason why I love her more than life itself is Uh because she's in the Harry Potter movies. (gasps) You know what? And I didn't even realize that until you told me. Yes. And I kind of don't care because their characters are so different that I don't even want to imagine them being the same person. Do you think? I think yes. they're kind of the same. Mm-mm. No. no. I think, what's her name in Harry Potter? She's Narcissus. She's a narcissist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Mama Malfoy. Let's do yeah, that. she's Mama Malfoy. Yeah. Mama Malfoy is very, I don't know. Well, I think she's very family. Yeah, and they do have that in common, but I also feel like Aunt Paul is much more willing to step up and to take a charge from the cops. Yes, yes. Than maybe Mama Malfoy would. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But boy, she, I'm telling you, she's my favorite character on there. I was like, she is so badass. And she's like, you know, I mean, she just takes charge. I'll I'll take care of the women. And that's exactly what she did. So when all the guys were off to war in World War One, they were all deployed to France. Mm-hmm. Aunt Paul stepped up and she ran the booking business mm-hmm. and she kept it afloat. I mm-hmm. don't know that they really expanded very much when Aunt Paul was in charge, no. but she sure the hell kept that house running. She did. And probably there wasn't a lot going on. So she definitely didn't expand because everybody was at war. So everybody nobody has gone. money. Yeah. There wasn't yeah. as lot as a lot of men betting and stuff as 
as as yeah. when they all get back. And that's what I love, man. This series takes place in like a super interesting point of time mm-hmm. when you have all these guys back from war. Mm-hmm. A point in time that I don't really think gets covered a whole lot. Like we all mm-hmm. have seen the whole baby boomers era mm-hmm. from but WW2. Yes, yeah, so this mm-hmm. was like what, like um, thirty years before. Uh, 20 or 30 years before. We don't really see this covered a whole lot. We don't. I think it's more fascinating. Um, The last podcast guys talk about it a lot. I don't think they've ever really covered it, but it's been one of those things I kind of dance around because I I do kind of want to read stuff on it because Uh I don't know that much about it. I know it was nasty. I know it didn't last very long, Mm -hmm. but I don't think a lot of wars did. I mean, like, I don't know why I think wars go on for 10, 15 years. Modern day wars really don't go on that long. I mean, look at WW2. We got in in 41. We were done by like, 43. I think 45 is when they declared yeah. victory. And I think we were still in it till about 46, 47. So that's not. We just we just don't throw bodies at it the way that, that they were doing back then. And, that, and mm-hmm. that's what Tommy and his working class of men were. They were just bodies that they were throwing at this thing. But Tommy decided that he was going to take this situation and use it as um, a platform to take lead. And that's what he did. You probably know this or don't. But all wars really probably since forever have always taken the poorest people. So Tommy Mm -hmm. and his like would have been the first ones drafted because they're not important. I I, I am kind of suspicious, though, that they took... It seems like all of his brothers, because mm-hmm. typically back then, they wouldn't take all the brothers. They didn't take all the brothers. So Finn, and I don't think that they do a very good job expressing this, Finn is the youngest brother. Okay, okay. Finn is the littlest boy. Okay, so, well, maybe he was too young. Yeah, he was definitely too young. Okay. But also, there, there's your patriarch. Yeah. Leave, leave the seven-year-old. And yeah. you can take all the others that are of age. Yeah. It's a, I've watched the show a couple times, and it was only this past viewing that I figured out. I always thought Finn was like a cousin, mm-hmm. but Finn is actually the youngest brother. Okay, that makes sense then. Uh, speaking of brothers, let's talk about Arthur. <laughs> Arthur is the oldest brother of the family. Oh, and poor Jesus. love is also the dumbest. God bless him. He's taken a lot of shots to the head. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like it's produced a really good mustache. Uh, it has. Yes. Now, is he the one that tries to hang himself towards Poor the end? Arthur, yes, he does. <laughs> he tries to hang himself. He tries to hang himself. And I'm like, that hook is not going to hold you, son. You, I don't know why you didn't tie it around the beam. You know, and then you're almost to death. And then, of course, it breaks and you and don't die. And then he die. has I- to walk around with this huge bruise and everybody knows what he's done. Poor yeah. Arthur. <laughs> but I know, but that's exactly what I thought. I thought, this poor dear, he can't get anything right. He can't get right. He really he can't. can't. <laughs> I know, but I love him. Yeah. Um, John is the youngest and the most beautiful. Oh, yeah. He's pretty. He is gorgeous. <laughs> I really don't think that the Peaky Blinders use that to their advantage enough. I yeah. would have been whoring out John to everyone. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, this important person has like a hot wife. Let's send John. He'll fuck her and then get her to do whatever he there. wants. Done deal. Done deal. Because he's so pretty, nobody can turn him down. He's so beautiful. But they do whore him off to a gypsy clan, which was pretty smart. Yeah. Sure, sure. Ada is the youngest sibling. Is the youngest female sibling. Yes. Um, she's the worst. Jesus. 
She's screwing a damn commie. I mean, is there anything worse than a commie? No. There's nothing worse than <laughs> screwing a commie. Stop it. Uh, especially back then. That Ooh, guy, Freddy, Freddy had the worst hair out of the show. Yeah. <laughs> he took a butt cut and then was like, you know what, guys? Let's bring it lower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's take the butt cut and then just on the back, bring it below my ears. Yeah, yeah. It was the worst. <laughs> Oh, if that was like the commie haircut, I see why they lost. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, God. And then there's also baby Finn that we talked about um, uh-huh. very briefly. He is the toughest six-year-old I've ever seen in my life. I mean. This kid gets stuff done. He really does. He's like, hey, this is happening. Hey, this is happening. Because he's a kid. That's what we, that's what, that's what modern day is missing. We're missing six-year-olds that you could send down the street and be like, go tell so-and-so that your brother was shot. And he's like, got it. And then he goes. (laughs) (laughs) I loved Finn. He's so cute. And I want to say, I feel like he was drinking in one of the episodes. So many episodes. I think he was smoking. Didn't Tommy catch him smoking a cigarette? I think so. And I was just like. He's like like, six. (laughs) But you know, back then, probably six is like 16 uh, well, in modern I, time. No, I really do think like back then, like you were 13, you were expected to move out and like start your own family at 13. And I only know that because I've been listening yeah, to the yeah. dollop for like three years now. <laughs> and they're always like, and then he turned 13 and he joined the Navy. And Gareth is always like, wait, what? He's yeah. 13. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's well, if you were grade. tall enough. Yeah. Because I mean, back then, you know, most people were bur- born at home. Yeah. Too. So you could be like, oh, that six can be a nine or whatever. I mean, like, you can sh- yeah, it, it's yeah. not like it was on the computer. It was handwritten. So it's probably very easy to forge, um, fit, fudge uh, your numbers. For <laughs> sure. And then we also have the copper. Who I love. C- Campbell. I don't know if he was like a lieutenant or like detective. Was he a detective, Campbell? <laughs> Inspector. Inspector Campbell. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Belfast, and I could barely Obviously. understand what he was saying. <laughs> Is that a thing about Belfast? Do they like, are they like really hard to understand? I don't really know a lot of Irish Belfast people because I've only been in Ireland, Ireland, and not Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Except for once when I went to where London Dairy. Uh-huh. Where where the Netflix show Dairy Girls takes place. Yes. Not in Belfast, according to Karen. No. Uh, from My Favorite Murder. I, I was actually one no. of the people yelling at her. I was like, it's not Belfast. I was just like, that sounds right. Yeah, of course you were. <laughs> Inspector Campbell was sent to look for a batch of guns by young Churchill. Winston Churchill. Yeah. What did you think of young Winston Churchill? I thought the guy who played him did very well. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I thought he was really believable. It was kind of funny, though, because, excuse me, he reminds me of, what's the guy in um, Game of Thrones, the the eunuch? Oh, I don't remember his name. I I really need to binge watch Game of Thrones again. But he's the tall, bald guy who has all his little birdies everywhere. Huh? Viserys? Is that it? I don't know. It might be wrong. Yeah, we might be wrong. But uh, huge Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, Viserys. His name is Viserys. Yeah. He, you're right. Winston Churchill kind of reminded me of him. Like, he's not super powerful yet. He knows how to pull the strings. He does. And he's like, okay, I need you, 
who's from Northern Ireland to find these guns so they don't go back to the IRA. And I know you're the man to do it because you're honest and trustworthy and all this stuff. And we find out not so much. Not so much. Not so much at all. That brings Mm -mm. us to Grace, probably the most controversial character of season one. So my question to you about Grace is, do you love her or hate her? I know. I... (laughs) I, I understand like, Grace. I, I kind of like the character. Yeah. Back then, especially to be a, a independent, single, strong woman mm-hmm. was, you know, it's not the norm. It's probably doubly hard. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, she's very brave. She came from Ireland. She's working in pubs, which has got to be not easy. Even Tommy says, you're too pretty for this. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I, I know things how to how to like diffuse the situation i really really liked her in the beginning yeah but then kind of as it went along i just kind of felt she got kind of wishy-washy and she got she fell in love and got stars in her eyes and all this and i'm like blame her well (laughs) (laughs) she's like secret service and then ends up falling in love with a criminal yeah Yeah, i was gonna say it's kind of the basic storyline they used to use a lot which you know and all the james bond movies it's this top secret secret spy that goes in to seduce some and ends up falling in love with james bond and i'm Mm -hmm. like um we've seen this story before yeah but this show does it much better you know how you and i love awkward stuff yes more than life itself love it we love it but when he inspector campbell proposed to her Mm. i was so uncomfortable i was like stop don't say it go drop the ring go and i thought she handled it kind of well she did and i'm kind of like the best you could with a proposal that happens at a graveyard where they're digging up a grave full of guns that's the best you can do well yeah and 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 I, that's when you first really start seeing that he is not what he seems. No. Because I'm, I'm kind of like, you're a dick, dude. You spring it on her. As you said, towards the end of the mission, they're standing there doing all this stuff. And he's like, I've grown quite fond of you. Let's get married. And she's like, I don't know you and I'm not in love with you and all that stuff. And he just goes crazy cuckoo. And I'm like... I don't, how about go on a date? How about ask the woman out? Not only that, but he mentions a lot how well he knew her father. Like, this was her dad's friend. Yeah, which, again, is very creepy. Which, so maybe, like, maybe nowadays that's super creepy. Maybe that was okay back then, but even still. I think it was still creepy back then. I'm going to say something, and you tell me whether or not I should edit this out. Because, like I said, I have had a glass of wine. But I or thought two. this many times out loud while I was sober. Mm-hmm. He seems like the kind of guy who would sniff, like, women's dirty clothes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole time. Even before I knew that he was in love with Grace, the whole time I'm like, I don't trust this guy around my dirty laundry. No. <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna steal my socks. <laughs> my dirty socks. He is. Well, and he... It's almost like they were trying to make him too clean um, and too rigid and all and we that. we just don't trust a too clean white guy I, with I a mustache. I don't, especially back mm-hmm. then. Any true crime fanatic, any white guy that's <laughs> too clean, we're like, nope. 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 Well, and, you know, so he proposes to Grace. She says no because um, you're her father's age, one, and two... You, you haven't gone on a date. Like, let me take you to go get afternoon tea or something. Not like, 
let's get married and then get super pissed off when she's like no thanks so mad he gets so angry at her he gets inappropriate insanely angry and it just kind of cracked me up though because i was like why why are you so angry at her like i i feel like and this is where you know sometimes you can't separate actors from their characters and certain characters and this actor was in the tutors I've I've been meaning to watch the Tudors for like four years. Now. God, it's so amazing. But he plays Cardinal Woozy, um, who is like Henry. He sounds like a panty sniffer too. Yeah, he he yeah he's he's very much uh, oh prim and proper, but not so much. Mm-hmm. And um, it ends up being his downfall because you know Henry was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. You can't uh, fight crazy. But so it was hard for me a lot of times to separate the two because I was like, yuck, yuck. I know no, what you I, do behind closed doors. I I can tell you that your prejudice against him, um, it, it wasn't a prejudice. That is the way that the character came off. Yeah. But you have to give the actor some credit for that, to be able to play a character like that on two different shows. And it comes through. <laughs> and then, of course, I remember him from Jurassic Park, which the best movie of all times. And he's such a great guy in that. And when they showed him going to uh, the house of prostitution, and I was like, please don't show what you're going to show. Please don't show it. (laughs) I want to see y'all maybe start to take the clothes off, like I'll take your boots off, and then fade out. (laughs) Maybe show shadows. I don't want to see anything else. And then the aftermath. So when you and I were talking about how we were going to cover this show, because so much happens and there's so much like scandal and Mm -hmm. intrigue and spies yeah i thought you know what this show is so great let's just go over the best moments from each episode okay because each episode and then man this is what makes a great show each episode has one point where you're like holy shit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was crazy yeah and i think this show really does that so Mm -hmm. My pick for episode one for the best point of the episode is when Tommy fakes Danny Wisbang's death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved Danny Wisbang. I felt so bad for this poor yes. love. I know. I was like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh, he and did, he did it. it. And then Aww. it was like, no, he didn't. It was. It was a, um, I think it was like an empty round full of sheep's brain. Yeah. And I was so like, it did shoot the back of Danny's head, but it just knocked him out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Which has got to uh, be something that Tommy learns in France, I think. I'm gonna say yes because yeah. I feel like in a, a in, a, in a world war that you're shuff, stuffing <laughs> sheep's brains. Sure, I don't know, man. <laughs> but he probably did learn a lot about weaponry that he didn't know before, so he probably Absolutely. did get the skills from. Yeah, that. and that was what a great fake death. He's got the Italian standing on the other side of the canal, so he's like, "Here's my territory." Mm-hmm. There's your territory. This is the middle ground. Mm-hmm. And you want a resolution to this problem? We're going to have the resolution to the problem float away during the middle ground. Yeah. It's great. It's perfect. Yeah, that was a really good epi- uh, scene. That's probably my favorite one, too, because that's when I was like, ooh, they're clever. <laughs> and poor Danny Wisbang, he was actually ready to go. Yeah. Poor love. He he suffered from PTSD so badly. Oh, my God. He was like, I understand. I messed up. I messed up. Mm-hmm. I, I can't help it. I, yeah. I get why you're doing this, and that's all right. And then 
after he wakes up from thinking he was dead, dead. he's like, you know what? I might be over my PTSD now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, um, power to him. Yeah, I remember seeing him in, in the pub and all of a sudden he's going crazy. I was like, what the hell's wrong with this? And I was like... That's right. They all have PSTD, uh, which I think thousand is thousand yard stare. Yes, ah. it, it was really important. I think for them to show that almost all of the characters had some form of PTSD, even the women who didn't go to war. Well, and I think that's really important because they really, honestly, like when I was growing, you never heard about no. post traumatic stress syndrome, and especially with soldiers, they're brave and they go to fight for our country and they come home and everything's fine. And then I start growing up and I was like, I really, Vietnam was probably the first group of soldiers yeah. you hear about having issues. But then I'm like, you cannot tell me that the the guys that fought for us in WW2 who went to the concentration camps Ugh. and opened up the gates, that they're not haunted by that. Haunted. You haunted. cannot tell me. And my grandfather, my dad's dad, was in WW2 as him and my mom's great uncles and stuff who were in the wars started passing on. They would tell my dad a lot about what they did uh, during those time periods. And uh, my grandfather, I think it, it messed him up a little bit because he, he talked, I think he was like, um, he guarded like the weapons and he was in Italy and he would hear the donkeys or the horses or something sometimes falling off the clip cliffs. With all this ammunition oh. and stuff on them, so oh yeah. my god, that's terrible, yeah. right? And my dad oh. will certainly correct me if that's all incorrect, but that's what I remember. So yeah, Daddy yeah. Lisa, please let us know if she's. <laughs> In episode two, Tommy goes to buy a horse from a gang of gypsies outside of a circus. And it God, sounds like a crazy sentence, but the good thing about this show is that it makes that mm-hmm. so realistic and plausible that you don't even question it. I love the gypsies. I think you and I know a little bit about the gypsies just because of Snatch, uh, the movie, because they were yes. all gypsies, travelers, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're kind of on the outskirts, a uh, very close-knit uh, group of people, a little shady. <laughs> Even more so than gangsters, which little you know. shady, and and Tommy's okay with that. He's all right with you being shady. He's all yeah. right with you sort of being gangsters on the outskirts of society. He's okay mm-hmm. with that. What he does not like is if you laugh at Arthur. He's not okay no. with that. No. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. when he goes to buy the horse, a fight ensues, and we finally we we get to see for the first time what these hats can do. <laughs> and that's my favorite scene. <laughs> Oh, I love it. He turns to this guy and he's like, are you laughing at my brother? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, well, I mean, your brother's an idiot. Which is true. Arthur is an idiot. Yeah, he's not smart. But you don't say that to another no, man back then. Especially the Irish. That. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. No. So he takes off that hat. And I love the way that the director chose to use the music in that scene. Um, mm-hmm. It must have been, I don't know. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. It must have been a Doors song. It sounded like the vocals were being played backwards in slow motion, but the I, piano was being played in forward motion. I know you probably weren't paying that close of attention. Well, no, because remember I had the subtitles on. Yes, yeah. So every time a song played, they would be like, Nick Cave song, blah, yeah. blah, blah, is playing or whatever. Yeah. And, and um, I don't remember that, but it, it could have happened. Yeah, I just don't they, remember. It, it, it's a very strange song. It reminded me a lot of The Doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in slow motion. He takes his hat off, 
and he like and grabs the guy by the vest and boy he slices through his eye oh my god i was like uh, that is so I, I mean and i think i texted you or i am june i was like I want this hat. It's a great <laughs> self-defense hat. <laughs> That's what our society needs. We need more self-defense hats. Yeah, not just shoot somebody no, for no, no good no, no. reason or whatever. Mm-hmm. You shoot them after they take their purse. I, I think we need to bring back uh, knife fights and fist yes. fights and razor hats. So that kind of starts a war with the Lees, who's the gypsy family. Yes. In episode three, I have a couple of scenes from episode three that I think are like the best ep- the best parts of the episode. Okay. Um, in episode three, we finally see what happened in the tunnels in France. Yes. Yes. So the Which... first two episodes, we kind of see that Tommy is haunted by something. He's got some post-traumatic stress disorder from World War One, but we're not exactly sure what it is. Mm-hmm. We find out that he was sent down into underground tunnels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was meant to guard the tunnels, if he was meant to infiltrate the tunnels. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm not 100% clear on that. But what we do know is that some Germans uh, break into the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And he's down there with Danny Wisbang and another guy who doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine having a fight for your life in an area that's probably four feet by four feet? You can't stand up. There's no no air down there. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's no ventilation. No. And they all talk about that battle constantly. It was yeah. like the, um, oh, God, I forgot the name of it. The one in WW2 that everybody talks about. And it was like that. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I don't know anything about WW1. So mm-hmm. I was like, now nah, I really need to read oh, up No, on it this. really makes you want to know, like, what happened in France? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, is this true? Is this based on truth? Is this exaggerated? But I, I have a feeling it's not. But yeah, and two, if you're in a tunnel, then people can come in. You know what I'm saying? Like, the enemy knows you're down there. They can just start piling in and, you know, shoot all of you. It made me wonder, though, like, why they went down there to fight in the tunnel. Why not defend it from the top? Um, well, they might have been going through the tunnel and clearing it out. Yeah, To see maybe. what's booby traps or mm-hmm. people down there or whatever and getting it cleared out. And they might have already done that. And then Tommy's down there, like you said, like guarding the entrance of it so they don't get back down there, is my thoughts. After seeing what happened to them, I would probably smoke black tar opium too. <laughs> well, because they didn't have... I almost said prednisone. They didn't have Prozac. They didn't no, have Wellbutrin. would probably help too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, yeah. I mean, and that's the only way he could sleep. And even then he still woke up thinking about even it. Even then he could hear the scratching. Ugh. <sighs> this wasn't that long after the war when no, this took uh-uh. place. I think WW1 ended in like 1914 or something. And back then probably to get up. You know, it's the end of the war, and then to get all the soldiers back home and all that probably took a little bit of time. So it's it, and and again, there's no, there's no um, therapy, there's no apps for therapy, uh, there's no smartphones. So it's like you come back. What are you supposed to tell everybody? Also, in this episode, Tommy decides to make a move on Billy Kimball, who owns the racetracks, and he wants to start moving into the betting business legitimately. Yes. Mm-hmm. He decides to offer his services to Billy Kimball, um, mm-hmm. and he says, look, I know that these dirty gypsies are taking money mm-hmm. off of your guys at the track, and so we're going to go ahead and take care of that for you. Mm-hmm. So the scene that I loved is that is Arthur rallying the troops. 
He mm. he pulls up in a car and he meets the rest of the Peaky Blinders in a little alleyway and he stands up on a, on a box and he gives them all their mission for the day and they're all yes. saluting. But yes. what I loved so much about this scene was that like half of the troops were like fourteen and under. Well, yeah, because all the men had died in WW. Oh, I thought, so. but I thought that was so adorable and so realistic too. Of course, that age group would be like adoring of Arthur. Well, and of course they, they know that he's batshit crazy too because I'm sure their dad's like, oh, Arthur was in the pub again and he went crazy and they're all like, ha ha ha, he's he open- fun. <laughs> he opens up a box and it's filled with like bats that are like, like banged through with nails. Do you remember yes. this? <laughs> And little Finn, the youngest brother, he grabs a machete and John takes it out of his hand. He's like, no, you can't have the machete. What are you doing? He's six. Like, the machete's longer than him. Scene. Yeah, he's like yeah. too little to pick it up. In mm-hmm. episode four, the gypsies take their revenge and they plant a hand grenade somewhere in the Peaky Blinders betting headquarters. Yes. That was great. That was <sighs> When... Aunt Paul is running around and they're like, please stop walking. Don't don't take another step. Don't move. And she's mm. like, what's the big deal? It's another scene where you understand like they are so traumatized by the booby traps that happened in World War One. And mm-hmm. she just doesn't get it. No, because she's never been in war. So right. why would she? And they know right away when they see those wire cutters that like there's mm-hmm. a hand grenade in here. And these Dirty little gypsies. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. I'm probably not allowed to say that. Ah, that's okay. They're gypsies. They planted a hand grenade in Tommy's car. And mm-hmm. who's playing in Tommy's car? I don't remember. Little baby Finn. Oh, that's right. And sure enough, he finds a hand grenade in the car and he throws it across the street into of the course. steel mill. Sure. Why not take that down? I almost died of a heart attack. Poor baby Finn. I know. That was pretty traumatic. He reminds um, me of Baby Luke from Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> yes! Except for he doesn't have the thick glasses. He doesn't have the thick glasses, but he's so sweet and innocent. He is. He is. Well, I don't know how innocent he is. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> sure, that's true. Yeah, he's smoking and drinking. He's doing some six. drinking and some smoking <laughs> and some killing. He's got the machete. He'll and get he you should right be watching like Zora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> But they end up getting their legal betting license in this episode. So now the Peaky Blinders are legitimate. Yes. Yes. Also in this episode, um, beautiful, beautiful John. Mm, Beautiful. He tries to marry Long Lizzie. Yeah. Who's the tall prostitute in town. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I was so uncomfortable doing that whole thing. I was like, oh, God. And what Tommy does is so cold-blooded, but it's so necessary. He goes to Lizzie and he's like, here's a ton of money. Let's mm-hmm. have a last hurrah before mm-hmm. you marry my brother. And Lizzie takes him up on it and it's all a test. Everything with Tommy is a test. Why he would trust anything this man says. And he tells John, look, she's still hooking. Yeah. So what he does is that he marries John off to one of the Lees to end the war. Just like Game of Thrones. Oh my God, it's Game of Thrones all over again. It's just like Game of Thrones. Those English, <laughs> they marry them off. They do. Well, so they I mean, do. that's that's a very political move. I mean, that's how all the monarchies did it uh, way back when. You would marry 
a country that was almost as strong as you if you had sons and daughters to, to do an alliance so then you could go after another country. Yeah, and that's totally what Tommy does. He marries him off to a beautiful gypsy girl. I loved the part where they pull back her veil and John starts smiling. He looks over his shoulder and he has the biggest smirk and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> I loved that part. He was so infatuated with that gypsy princess. I loved it. Well, he was happy that she wasn't like this horrid beast woman. He calls her a mushroom picker, which honestly is the worst derogatory term I have ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all fun and games. They're, you yeah, know, they're know. crazy. <laughs> In episode five, Grace figures out that um, the guns are buried in Danny Wisbang's grave. She's really smart for figuring that out. I thought they. I thought he told her. No, what happens is is that she's helping Arthur run the pub. Yes. And he mentions, oh, we have to go see Danny. And she's like, I thought Danny was dead. And Arthur says, no. She's like, no, 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 no. he has a grave. And Arthur's basically like, yeah, but that's not what's buried there. And yeah, because she was saying how they, they dug these really, really, really deep graves. It was a very deep grave, yeah. Yeah. And quite honestly, that's something you know way back when. Me... I wouldn't know what six feet looked like if you were digging a grave too deep or not. I'd be like, I literally don't know. That looks about right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sure. That's that's six feet and it's only like two. Yeah, that's the difference is that between 2010 and 1910 is that you do need to know the difference between six feet and nine feet. And we're like, I don't know. I don't know. Google will tell me. So, but this, in this episode too, the IRA comes to town. Yes, always. And they accused Tommy of shooting one of their leaders. And it wasn't. It was Grace. Grace is very trigger happy. Well, wasn't it the second time she almost got raped? Yeah, probably. Probably. That probably (laughs) happened so much more often back then. Oh, no. It it definitely did. I don't know why the women didn't have the, the Peaky Binders Blinders hats. I don't carry that in my purse. Look, Polly is the smartest one out of all. She's like, I have seven pin hats. Come at me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will. I will cut you down. I will stab you in the eyeballs. So Tommy makes a a meeting between the IRA and um, Tommy. Tommy calls a meeting with the IRA in his bar and he tells Grace, look, I want you to go stand back here. If shit gets out of hand, come out with your gun. Mm-hmm. The cops are supposed to help him in this because he's still working with creepy, creepy Inspector Campbell. Mm-hmm. There's a huge shootout between the IRA and Tommy and Grace. Mm-hmm. And Tommy ends up killing a dude with a headbutt. But I loved that they mix it in with the the fight in the tunnels. He started having flashbacks. Do you think that the guys in the IRA had the same war background as Tommy? I don't think so. They wouldn't have fought for the uh, for the English. No, you but, don't think so. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, they would have had to drag them out because. Well, let me let me ask you, you this. I don't know a, a ton about the IRA. If they were on the side of the IRA, does that mean that they were probably like war deserters? Probably, probably. You think so? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so they, I mean, I'm, I can't say for sure. But I, it's I possible. Yeah, but I, I can, I feel pretty definite that the IRA would not have been in WW1 unless they got dragged out. 
That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It also makes sense as to why Tommy won that fight and the IRA didn't. Yeah, yeah. So finally in episode six, we finally have a showdown between Billy Kimball and the Peaky Blinders outside the garrison. Which looked like it was going to be a bloodbath. This was going to be like a Game of Thrones battle. There was going to be blood everywhere. Yeah. Just heads exploding. Yeah. I was ready for it. Well, and and they were so outnumbered. I mean, it was like, what, 14 of them and like 50 of the other guys or something crazy? Even Arthur. Arthur goes out there like, no, and we're so outnumbered, we're not going to make it. No. And they're all okay with it. And, but I like how they were going to even out the score when they brought out, like, the machine guns or whatever. Oh, my God. Those machine guns were so awesome. I mean, when they're like, yeah, we may be outnumbered, but we have these. And I'm like. That, that'll do it. That'll do it. I mean, that'll that will definitely it. do it. <laughs> yeah. The machine guns are the equivalent to the dragons in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's like, cool, cool, cool. You have 20 guys. I have this machine gun. It's fine. I have a dragon. Yeah, no worries. Oh, poor dragon. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Uh, Ada comes out there and she's like, I'm going to put a stop to this right now. And boy, is she wrong. Well, I got so passionate, these people. I mean, because she's (laughs) out there dressed in black because she's like, I'm mourning for you because people are going to die and this is going to suck. And why would you do this to your wives and your girlfriends and your moms trying to play to their sympathy? And the guy on the other side was like, F you and just pulls out a gun and shoots Curly. No. Well, yeah, he shoots. He, I think he, I think he kills Danny. I think he shoots Curly, but he also shoots Tommy right in the chest. Yeah. Well, in the shoulder, yeah, the chest. Yeah, the shoulder, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not anywhere, yeah. Oh, and then Tommy screams out, enough, and shoots Kimball right in the head. I mean, boom. That's and he went it. down, and all of his other henchmen who hadn't started firing yet are like, what What do we do? And if you notice, too, Kimball's henchmen are older than Kimball's. So I, I, yeah. I, think, I think you're right in that generation is missing, where Tommy and his brothers are the generation mm-hmm. that survived, but Kimball has a whole generation of men that are older and younger, and it's missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and that's it, boy. Fight's yeah. over. They win. They do. It takes um, one shot from Tommy to end six episodes. Well, and what I liked about it, though, too, is, is um, I almost said Inspector Gadget. Inspector. <laughs> That's fine. We can call him that. He's such a weirdo. Yeah, Inspector Campbell, because uh, one of the main, I, I want to say, like, the captain of the police. I liked him. I, I did, too. I really liked him. I hated I, Campbell, but I really liked that guy. Well, and because you feel like he's an honest guy. He's doing what his superiors tell him. Which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but I like how he goes to him and he's like, there's about to be a bloodbath. And Campbell's like, so? And he's like, you're not the you're not the man I thought you were. I thought you were coming to clean up the corruption. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in you. You know, whatever. But then I think, isn't he the one that comes back and is like, it's over and nobody really died? Yep. Yep. He, he basically tells Campbell, whatever your plan was, it didn't work out. It didn't work, so sucks to be you. <laughs> oh, I hated Campbell. I'm so glad he lost. It's it. The show puts you in a weird position where you're rooting against Winston Churchill. Yeah, which is you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, very odd because I've always loved Winston Churchill yeah. because 
he, you know, he's gave all these great speeches and he, you know, did all this stuff in W2 and he was the prime minister to young Elizabeth. You know how I feel about her. Yeah, it's sort of like rooting against George Washington. Yeah, sure. Or sure, Abe sure. Lincoln, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like that. But the show does such a good job that you kind of like, and, and he does. Winston is like, I've had enough of your bullshit. Yeah, he calls him out. Yeah, you suck at this. Goodbye. And uh-huh. so the end of season one ends with a shootout between Grace and Inspector Campbell on a plane track. On a train platform. <laughs> <laughs> on a train platform, and we aren't really sure who's shooting who and who ends up dead or not. Yeah, because it's like the train's pulling up or pulling away, and mm-hmm. you just hear a bang, and you can't see anything. I asked you before we started recording, did you watch episode one of season two? And you said no, and I am amazed at your restraint. I really wanted to. I really wanted to jump right in, but uh, I told you... Uh, that I was watching other things and I was like, let me get this knocked out um, while I can. Do you think you're going to watch the rest of the episodes? Oh, yeah. No. Um, I'm watching another really stupid show right now and I've been binging a lot of stuff this weekend. So if I can finish this stupid show uh, today, then I'll start the uh, season two on Monday. I really do hope that you do. Mm-hmm. This is, like I said, this is such a great show, and I'm so glad that I was able to force you to watch this. <laughs> and I actually <laughs> liked it and didn't hate it. Yes! Because ah. I was so excited when I was like, it's only six episodes. It's, it's only oh. six hours. Lisa's can... favorite thing is, let's watch a documentary, because it's only two hours. <laughs> well, as I'm telling you, that goddamn Umbrella Academy about killed me. I know, me. I know. That like I said, so... it's, it's been a while since either one of you, like either one of us have been obsessed with the show that we've covered. Um, I think Assassination of Gianni Versace was the last one for me, anyways. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really... I really enjoyed the stories. I really enjoyed the actors. I liked the way it flowed. And so, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the next couple of seasons. I think there's four out. I think there's four, yeah. And I think they are going to do five. It is a BBC CT show, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this is another one that Netflix calls a Netflix original. I don't get why they get to do that. I don't know if they... I think what happens is they buy it from the BBC, I but they did that. Happened. They did that with you too. So they must have bought you from from Lifetime. Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what has to happen sometimes with shows. I mean, I think they have to buy the rights or the uh, privilege of just showing this show just on Netflix. Does that mean they don't get to run reruns? Um, no, no, no. They could still run reruns and syndication in the UK because this may not even be on Netflix true. in the UK. Yeah, that's because you know what's true. on Netflix in the UK? Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's true. I know you love Big Bang. I don't like it. I do, but I'm like, but you can't watch that over here, but you can watch it in syndication. Yeah, true. Um, Well, it's just like um, Netflix, I don't remember how much they spent. It was like a bajillion dollars to own the rights to Friends, to show Friends on Netflix. And they were going to end it, I think, in January 1, and people threw, like, grandma fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, no, we still have it for a little bit longer. Don't flip out. And I'm like... It's in syndication. 
My husband threatens all the time if they cancel, if they take The Office off of Netflix, he's like, I don't even understand what we're paying this for anymore. And I'm like, no, it's not the other thousands of shows. It's just season one through four of The Office that you watch over and over and over. But see, and and I don't think they ever would. I mean, I think people watch Friends and they like it on there, but I think it's caused a lot of backlash for Friends too because people are like, oh, they make fun of gay people and and y'all are using all the stereotypical stuff. And I think that's... But they're... The but there are episodes of The Office that are like that, too. Like, remember the episode where Michael calls Oscar faggy? Yeah. And I'm, you, I'm, you could never do that right now. And I'm, I'm worried that it's going to happen to them, too. Because I think, I feel like sometimes this political correctness stuff has gone way past what it was, what it should be doing. I think where the office is in the safe zone is that they're always on the right side of it. So even though that Michael calls Oscar faggy, you mm-hmm. still have Toby going, you, you can't do that. You can't, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch Friends. Maybe, I don't know if they're always on the right side of it the way that the office is. Well, I think the Friends was just a comedy. There was, uh, you know. It, I mean, it, but so is, so is the office. But yeah, that's true. But. They didn't have HR. I don't know. They, I mean, they just <laughs> they did comedy. The friends didn't have HR. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why reviewing uh, their emails. I, you know, I worry about that sometimes because I was like, oh god, please don't ruin Office for me because I love this show and I really don't care what y'all say. <laughs> There's really nothing you can say about it to make me go like, you're right. I'm turning this show off. My only other comments about Peaky Blinders. is. Mm-hmm. is that as an ex-smoker, this show really made me want to start smoking again. Jesus Christ, they're smoking left, right, and center. By so many sexy characters. Yeah. That and like, they're rolling their own back then, so that's... Maybe maybe I was really sexy when I was smoking. No. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. No. It's disgusting. I didn't look like <laughs> Cillian. I didn't look as cool as Cillian Murphy did. No. No? Damn it. I'm just going to tell you that so you don't start smoking again. <laughs> And the costumes were great, too. The costumes yeah. were fabulous. I loved the guys with the buttoned-up collars, and they had, like, yeah. the gold button at the top. Yep. Mm-hmm. I kind of want that to come back without yeah. the tie. <laughs> Listen. I, because, look, ties have gotten a little outrageous lately. You got, like, the double Windsor knot, and they're, like, three feet wide. It's too big. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys had no ties and just the gold button. It was very understated. I really yeah. liked that. Yeah. But the women's clothing, too, seemed a lot more comfortable than what I would have thought. Well, I, they were kind of getting out of that era. The Victorian era of being mm-hmm. buttoned up to your chin. Yeah, and the corsets and the this and the that and the other and the, the 55 layers and all this stuff. I think they were starting to get away from that because it's just yeah. not practical. Plus, they probably needed those supplies for the war, so women started going without, and they're just like, "I'm fine with not." They probably using didn't this. have the money to buy pantyhose and stuff like that all yeah. the time. Yeah, stockings back then. The the outfit that Grace wears to the races, uh-huh. uh, and I only focus on this because the character focuses on it so much. She kept yeah. pumping Tommy for more and more money for a nicer, <laughs> a nicer dress, and I was like, "Girl, yes, that is what you do." Well, because she's basically like, "How much did you spend on your suit?" And he's like. You know. Yeah. And she has a good point. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But the, the, the outfit that she ends up wearing, it's red and it's very yeah. bright and it's silky and it's pretty, but it's also very loose. It's not very form fitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's got kind of like a silk bag purse that she keeps her gun in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, her heels aren't super high. I was like, that looks totally comfortable. It's like a loose fitting dress. I would wear that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to bring back the very, very insanely long hair on women so we can hide uh, hat pins in our hair. Like, Let's I'm totally it. growing mine out now. Do it. It's just that my hair is so thin that the, that the, the pins would just fall right no, out. No, then you, you, you make it dirty, you know, go three days out, uh, do the, the, the back combing and the dry shampoo. Let's I know when I use dry shampoo, my hair is like automatically full. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. It's just that I, I can't go more than three days. I'm no. on it. Yeah, me either. I can't do that. But, you know, if we had our hair up in a bun like that and we had our yes. hidden hat pins. Yes. Let's, it might be worth it. So what we should learn from this show is that we should all be Aunt Paul. <laughs> and we should either have, well, if you're a man, you should be a Peaky Blinders because you need that hat with the razors. It's and very if important. you're a woman, yes. you should be Paul so you can have the hat pin. Yeah. We and all need to wear weapons on our heads. And what cracked me up is it's like she was pulling it out and I thought it would be like toothpick long or mm-hmm. not that long. Honey, she's pulling that thing out. All the way, I was, I was waiting for the second hand to keep pulling out like a magician with the uh, handkerchiefs. Aunt Paula's going to have the sharpest hairpin that there is. Let me tell you. Okay, so we're wrapping it up because I'm hungry. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, so guys, next week we're watching Unsolved, which is on Netflix. It's about the Biggie and Tupac Unsolved Murder. We're going to have a special guest, and I'm super excited about it, and so is Lisa. So join us next week. Follow us on um, Instagram, binge watch with us all one word um, to find out what we're talking about. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.